are now listening to the place for unfiltered, no-holds-barred truth from the Word of God, The Remnant Report. I am your host, The Remnant Warrior. Here, you will learn what's really going on in this world we live in, as well as what you can do about it. Make no mistake, friends, we are right in the middle of a war for no less than your very souls. The enemy has spies everywhere and will certainly use every weapon that he has because he knows that his time is short. From the very beginning, God declared his end. From on Calvary's tree, we find forgiveness of our sin. So he who hath an ear... Let him hear. Open your eyes so now you can see. The king is coming in the clouds with ten thousand of his holy ones. To save the righteous, judge the wicked, and slay the prophet and the beast. So now, let's get this program started. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of the Church of Philadelphia Project. Thank you so much for being with me tonight. Bear with me tonight. Uh, tonight's episode is going to be uh, a very, very risky one for me to have, uh, as I am um, a minister that is in the Southern Baptist Church, um, who the Southern Baptist official doctrine um is that of a pre-tribulation rapture but uh i from studying the scriptures do not believe that um the bible tells of a pre-tribulation rapture you know uh the 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 people who believe the pre-trib rapture you know they they use uh a lot of different um verses for why they believe the pre-trib rapture um but you know we all know the the main ones uh you know matthew 24 40 you know the then two will be in the field one will be taken the other will be left uh luke 17 I say to you, that night two shall be in one bed, and one shall be taken, and the other left, um, as well as other scriptures. But tonight, I am going to look at what uh, Matthew 24 says, the full chapter, um, and what it's talking about. Uh, and a lot of people will say, you know, well, Matthew 24 uh, was written to the Jews. <laughs> well, um, you know, uh, you're right in the context of Matthew was writing for a Jewish audience. Um, but what about Mark and Luke? Because you have the exact same prophecies or the exact same, uh, you have the good you have our lord jesus christ telling the, the exact same thing in mark and luke um you know the the entire uh chapter of of luke 17 instead of just that one uh verse you know when he was talking to the pharisees and you know they're trying to trip him up at, wanting to know when the the kingdom of god will come and of course our lord was uh way way too smart to be tripped up by the pharisees until it was his time to be taken by the pharisees so he answers them and he answers in a way that that they would never understand um but we'll get to that later i'm going to read all of uh, of luke 17 um but uh i would I am going to say this real quick. Um, as far as both of those, uh, both of those scriptures uh, that I just uh, quoted as scriptures that pe- people that are promoting the secret pre-trib rapture, Matthew twenty-four forty and Luke seventeen thirty-four. Uh, if you read what the 
original Greek, or hey, I'll do you one better. The Aramaic says, uh, the Aramaic says in in English, it says, then two will be in the field, one will be taken captive, and one will be left. And Luke 17.34, the Aramaic says, I say to you, in that night, two shall be in one bed, and one shall be taken captive, and the other left. Um, and of course, no one... No, no pastor and no one teaching this ever goes by the original scriptures, the original language. It's always the King James or the NIV or the ESV. And in order to understand the scriptures, I believe that we must study them in their original language. And I know that we all cannot read Hebrew and and Greek and Aramaic, but what we all can do is use a concordance. Or a lot of us have, you know, especially pastors, we have because I can I can assure each and every one of you that my pastor associates and friends, uh, the senior pastor at my church. Um, I know when he hears this episode, him and I are supposed to go to breakfast Friday. Um, I, I can, I can just hear the conversation now. Uh, he's told me many times before. Uh, anytime I bring this subject up, he'll say, "You know, uh, well, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm not going to be here." But friends, the fact of the matter is, that's not true, and. That's the main reason I want to have this episode because I don't want my brothers and sisters to get caught off guard and lose hope and lose faith because they think they got left behind um, or anything else that would make them feel like they aren't worthy. I, I, because the main reason that the church will be here, in my opinion, during the tribulation is so that the church can be purified and that all these apostate blaspheming so-called Christians can be weeded out of the church or should I say burned out of the church because it'll be a purification by fire. We will be in wrath. We will be under tremendous wrath, but not the wrath of the Lord. The wrath of Yehovah is for the Antichrist and all those who take the mark of the beast and Satan himself, not his church. We will be under the wrath of Satan and the Antichrist, the beast and the false prophet. That's whose wrath will be poured out on us. Well, that's who uh, will be taking out their wrath on us. Um, uh, the Antichrist, it says um, in Revelation, will make war with the saints. Friends, we are the saints. We are the church. And I know all the arguments to that, uh, that the tribulation saints are... are uh, turned and uh and taught the the gospel and hear, hear the gospel from the 144,000 Jewish evangelists but friends like i said be good Bereans go to your bible pick up the book the bible and turn to the book of revelation and read about the 144,000 Jews that are marked in their forehead by god um it says nowhere that they are evangelists or that they do anything. Just that they are marked and protected by God. But we have all of these predetermined uh, doctrines in our, in, in our mind that we've been taught 
uh, generation after generation after generation that were that use circular reasoning to to say that uh, well there's going to be this huge revival uh, in the tribulation so much so that the 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 believers that are standing with uh, with Christ are so many that they cannot be numbered or they're standing in the tribulation. There are so many of believers from that revival that they cannot even be numbered. Well, they use circular reasoning and they say, well, since the Holy Spirit is not going to be here because the church is going to be gone, then it must be the 144,000 Jewish evangelists that win all these people to Christ and start this this revival but that's not what the word says and friends i'm 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 gonna tell you uh god does not make mistakes and yes he did have uh plan a and plan b as far as uh israel was plan a through the old testament that he knew would not work the law was plan a that he knew would not work and so plan b and or or the original plan from the beginning was jesus christ who started the church that is the only plan the church is not plan a and the hundred and forty four thousand saints are plan b there is no plan b friends we are the only plan the church the great commission is all there is the echo's time of trouble is not just for the israelites i heard my pastor say sunday in an excellent sermon that we have been grafted in to israel and he's right we have been and that includes the tribulation. We will take part in Jacob's. I know I said Yaakov earlier in Hebrew. But we will take part in this time of Jacob's trouble. We will be in the tribulation. And my friends, we are the tribulation saints. I've got Pastor Michael Lupo on the line. Um, I think I'm going to see... In just a second, if you'll give me a second, if he's here. Uh, Pastor Mike, are you there? I am. Uh, I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I sure can. Good. Uh, Should I go ahead? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I will say this. Uh, it's, good to, it's good to talk to you again, brother. Uh, it's been um, since the... The last episode we did in the beginning of January that we did on uh, strange fire, yeah, strange fire and counterfeit worship. Um, since you've been on the the project, and it's very good to have you on again. I will say that, but yeah, I'm sorry. I got I got a little uh, wound up there, and I got a, off on a little rant. But I mean, these things mean a lot to me. Um, Christ, absolutely, they're very important. And, you know, uh, I just want, you know, nobody has perfect eschatology or perfect theology. But we can have good, sound doctrine by reading the Bible. Um, What do you think about all this rapture ruckus? Well, I, I agree with what you're saying. I heard you say something earlier tonight about not being able to know when Jesus is returning, and you're right. We don't know when he's coming back. And we have, uh, I can say this, he's not coming back tonight. He's not coming back tomorrow. Um, I, I do believe with all my heart that there are very specific... But wait a minute. My pastor said Sunday that uh, he could come back today. I have said that before too, but yeah, I, me too. I had to do me some studying too. and realized that wasn't true. Exactly. But, Go uh, ahead. I won't interrupt you I again, brother. It's something, it's something a lot of pastors say, uh, and I think sometimes we do speak ignorantly when we do. 
And uh, but if we stop and think about what the Bible's really saying, you've already spoken about quite a bit of it. Um, I, I'm not going to speak prophetically tonight, but I'm going to tell you some thoughts and feelings that I have that I think are possible. Um, we're living in a very uh, different, very strange, a very uh, uh, a hotbed of of, uh, of strange politics, and. I think that the uh, that President Trump, who I pray for and and and, and who I appreciate, um, has made such a sweat, uh politically and and has been so uh, straightforward that uh, it has caused the uh, the powers that be to rebel against him, and from that has come this progressive movement, this this. Uh, Tremendous move to the left. Um, this uh, uh, socialist environment, and I truly believe that the next person who uh, is president of the United States, when it when it's not uh, uh, Donald Trump, that that person may very likely be one of these uh, one of these people who are very leftist, very very uh, uh, what they call progressive. I'm very, uh, very socialist. Now, that being said, if that's true, we already are hated by this group of people. In other words, we Christians. We Christians are already hated by socialists, liberals, uh, progressives. Because what we believe, what we preach, what we are all about is in complete contrast to what they are about. So if someone were to come into power, uh, a, a political party or uh, a, a man, man or a woman or a group of people who are going in that direction, then we may very well become the enemy. And we may be facing, in a very short time, a uh, possibility of, of, an, of arrest for preaching uh, things that they don't want us to preach. And... Uh, perhaps even worse as time goes on, because uh, things are happening fast now, very fast. And I truly believe that things are going to uh, change and we never saw coming. But if you think uh, about Pastor it, Mike, I am so sorry. I, I hate to, to interrupt you, but uh, I don't know how much, um, how much of that was heard and how much of that was missed. Um, the... The mic came unplugged, and uh, unfortunately, uh, I heard everything you said, but I, I don't believe uh, the audience did. Um, start back where, where – I'm pretty sure I know where the mic came unplugged. Start back what, what you were saying about President Trump and then after him. Okay. All right. Uh, uh just to, to go back on what we were saying before, um, President Trump has, uh, has really uh, uh, shaken things up in Washington because he's uh, told the truth. And he's been determined to, to uh, actually get things done that, uh, that a president promises to do. And there are many who oppose him. And out of this opposition has risen a progressive uh, 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 a tremendously progressive, very left group of people. Uh, people are talking about socialism and, and as, if, as if that's a good thing. And it's very possible that the next president after President Trump could be one of these people, could be a, a person who believes this way, uh, this progressive way of thinking, this, this very, very left way of thinking, this, um, this socialist way of thinking. And the thing we have to realize as Christians is that we are already the enemy. Uh, we're the enemy now, right, yeah. this, right this moment. Absolutely. They can't, right. They can't do much against us, though, right now. But if they were to come into power and they were to uh, be, uh, be able to set the laws of the land, then things could change very quickly for us. We could be told what we, are, what we can preach and what we can't. And and all kinds of things, uh, all kinds of uh, restrictions being put on us, 
which of course, as Christians, we can't abide by. We have to. We would have to be civilly disobedient and preach what God would have us preach. Uh, as Peter, as Peter and John were civilly disobedient when they told the Pharisees and the Sadducees, Sadducees being the law of that day, um, that uh, they they could not ab- go along with what they were saying, and they would have to preach Christ because that was what God commanded them to preach. Yeah, we would be the same way. Now, what what could happen, of course, if we if this were to happen, and it really could, what what could happen is we would be arrested. Um, there could be uh, harsh penalties, and as time goes by and and things began to change, it could even mean something worse. Now, a lot of people could hear this and say, "Oh, that that's just not possible." But if people stop and think. There are things happening today that we would have said 10, 15, 20 years ago would never, ever happen. I told a friend of mine, I, I told a friend of mine the other day uh, that we, you know, all people have thought they've lived in the last days forever. Um, I can remember um, every single American president was the antichrist you know but we live we live in a an age today where we can actually watch bible prophecy end times prophecy unfold on the tv and in 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 the media and like i uh i want to talk to you about something uh when we get off the air i i'd bring it up right now but this is a show on the rapture not the antichrist but um uh i showed my mom a video today and uh it was on the rebuilding of the temple um which uh they have everything in place right now and uh when the video that i showed her was made um, this was, uh, a, a few months ago when it was made. Well, and it was in 2018. Well, in 2019, uh, January the 29th, I think it was, um, there was a news report, um, about all the, the, the nations that are lining up at t- fixing, getting ready to attack Israel. And, um, people keep, talking about or, or, or on the first video they were talking about how in the world could this uh, the, the temple be rebuilt with the Al-Hanza Mosque there um, or Al-Aska Mosque or whatever it's called you, you, you know what I mean um, the, yeah. the Dome of the Rock um, and they gave a, a perfect scenario of what will happen because um, when Muslims Arabs go uh, go to war um, with each other even um, they destroy holy sites so all it would take is one missile to go off course and boom there goes the dome of the rock or who's to say that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu wouldn't be the one that sent that missile and say that it came from them during the war? You know, you got Syria lining up against them right now, Iran, um, and of course, you know they 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 as powerful as Israel is, they can't stand up against this coalition of of Muslim nations that are are come, fixing to come against them. So, uh, it, you know, the the um what are we called the um is israel's allies the allied forces will have to 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 take place but or, or step up but more than that the un's forces will come in and we all know uh what the united nations is i mean it, that is uh globalization at its core and and the united nations is no friend of israel ever has no not even close uh even though you know they think they are because you know the united nations and the um the zionist all you know are the ones who had 
Israel uh, turned into a nation and made it built into a nation in what 1948. But heck, the Zionists are no friend of Israel. Uh, no. They aren't even uh, true uh, uh, Jews in the sense of uh, you know blood. You know they 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 are not true ethnic Jews. Um, they are pretenders, and that that that's Jeremy, for another show. Jer- Jeremy, the all of that though does play into what we're talking about in a sense because um, this is the thing. Now, uh, getting back to what I was saying, you know. There, there, I think the time is short. I think that there's going to be a lot of things happening very quickly. But I think what we have to remember is people that believe that they're not going to be here as Christians in the tribulation are saying, well, we, we will not suffer the wrath of God. Absolutely. But, that is, but that's a mistake when they say that. It is true. We will not suffer the wrath of God. But the tribulation is not the wrath of God. Right. The uh, the tribulation is the end, is is the is the days weeks months and some years before the end of the world. But what's going to happen is at the very end of the tribulation. That's the wrath of God. Jesus is going to appear, and he's, he's and why is he going to appear? Because at the end of the tribulation, he's going to rescue Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the last thing that happens, and so at that time. Uh, we will have. I, I know you and I have called two two different things. Uh, same thing, though. You talk. You call it the rapture. I call it the resurrection. Well, you know, um, it is the resurrection. Same, same. I, I don't call it the rapture, uh, Mike. I, what I what I am doing is when I called it the rapture, I was saying that uh, you know those who believe in a rapture. Um, because uh, there is no rapture talked about in, in, in the scriptures, but the resurrection no, is. No. Um, and I called it a rapture simply to uh, to show that the people uh, who believe in this secret pre-tribulation rapture are right. You know, we will be called up to meet him in the air. Um, you know, the dead in Christ will rise right. and those who are left will be called to together to meet him in the air and right we will be changed at the very end that's right that when at the very end when jesus appears the dead in christ as you said they'll rise they'll rise up first and then we who remain if we're still alive we will rise up to meet uh, the, the lord in the air will be changed in a moment and twinkling of an eye people know christians know these scriptures that's they You're do. talking about Scripture, First Thessalonians chapter four, exactly, and First Corinthians chapter fifteen, that talk about the, these uh, events that we're talking about right now. And then the Bible says that when we uh, are at, meet the Lord in the air, that we, are, we we will see Him as He is, and we will be like Him. And then the Bible goes on to say, "And thus shall we all ever be with the Lord." Well, that's that's uh, that's the last thing that happens. At, at, at the end of the world. Then, after that, comes my the wrath. judgment, well, comes the wrath of God poured out on this uh, on this earth, and the punishment of the wicked. Correct. Now we won't be we won't be here for that, but we do know that this world is going to be completely burned up by fire. That's right. And we do know, as, as the Bible says, this we're going to walk in the ashes of the wicked. And the and 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 the Bible says that the that we will live in this new heaven, a new earth, and and this will be then this new heaven, a new earth, will come after the wicked have been punished. You are correct. And the result of it is eternal. Uh, I want to say something real quick. Um, we, we we both said earlier. Well, first of all, um, I, when you first started talking, you know, I I I cut in and I said, "But Pastor Mike, my pastor said that he that Christ could come back today." Uh, first of all, I want to say that I respect my pastor very much. He is a tremendous pastor and a great man of God, and he truly believes 
what he believes about the pre-tribulation rapture. And friends, these are not uh, salvation issues. This isn't something to split over. Um, no, but no, no, they are important. No, no, no. We do, can I just say something here, Jeremy? Absolutely. We do really need to be thinking about this, though, because we need to be prepared for these hard days that are coming. You're right. That's we why I made this episode. Because if God is going to um, uh, purify the church, then we need to be make sure that we're that we're on the right side of that. You're right. You're right. I preached a sermon uh, on the 13th about the Antichrist spirit and the great falling away. Um, you know, of course, Jesus says in Matthew 24, um, when he's telling, uh, and also in Second in, in Thessalonians, um, uh, Paul is talking about what will happen um, before uh that great day of the Lord before the revealing of the Antichrist and before Christ can return. And uh, it can't happen unless there is first a great falling away and that great man of sin be revealed um, who will stand in the temple of God and call himself God. Well, um, you know, I believe that our our hearts are the temple of God because that's what his word says. And I believe that that's what the great falling away is. Now, I do believe because it is so close that they're, they are, they are going to build a third temple. And, you know, uh, I know that, uh, that there is a Sanhedrin right now. And, um, that they are ready to reinstitute daily sacrifices. So, um, you know, I, I truly believe that um, Revelation could be talking uh, about a literal temple as well as our bodies as the figurative temple of God. Um, but... Like I was saying about the church being um, purified through the tribulation, and you, you, you know, you rightly said that we need to to make sure that we are right and with God and living right and not falling away. Because if we are, and say we haven't turned our backs on God yet, but the restrainer is taking away and the man of sin is revealed and the uh we we were those who believed in this pre-trib rapture um that could be enough to send us over the edge and turn our backs on on god and embrace this man who is showing all these great signs and wonders um as the Messiah. Can I just say, to what you're saying right there, um, you know, it's important for people to understand that uh, in order to be saved, of course, we must repent of our sins, and we must place our faith fully on Jesus Christ and his ability to save us. And, uh, but, and once we do that, and we keep our faith in him, then our salvation is sure and certain. And no one can take it away, and we can never lose it. Unless. Uh, there's no sin. There's no sin I can commit that would cause me to lose my salvation. However, however, if I decide to walk away from God, to leave Jesus behind, to put my faith in something else other than Jesus, like an Antichrist, then I would lose my salvation. That's what I. That's the only way it can be lost. That's exactly. That's what I was talking about. And then when I said unless, that's exactly what I meant. And um, you know, I I believe wholeheartedly that you know that's why the spirit of Antichrist is is in the world today. Even you know the man of sin is, is in the world today. I saw, but I saw, I saw a video earlier. <laughs> And I couldn't, I couldn't help but laugh and love the brother because I like him a lot, um, and I watch a lot of his stuff. And I, I, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to call him out because I know he meant well. 
but he was he was calling uh, Pope Francis uh, the Antichrist, and he gave all these reasons why he was sure Francis was the Antichrist or uh, the um, uh, the prince that will come. The prince that will come is what he's called in the Old Testament. Um, but you know. <laughs> I, I messaged him. Um, I sent him a message and I said, you know, you're very close there, brother. I said, but the Pope Francis, I do believe, will take a huge part and play a big role in the end times. But as the false prophet, the second beast, not the first beast, which is the Antichrist. And, uh, you know, I truly believe that the Antichrist is on, in this world. And from uh, the, the line, I know some believe he's from the line of Benjamin. Personally, I believe he's from the line of David because I believe that the Jews will embrace him as their Messiah. Well, what is uh, the Messiah's pedigree have to be? He has to be from the line of David. And... He has to be um, – well, they're not looking for a Messiah to save them in the way that we look to Christ to save us. They're looking for a, a military ruler, a king. And, right. you know, uh, there are several people who I can think of that fit that description, but I'm not one who thinks that I know who the Antichrist is. I don't. I just uh, know – I don't, I don't you know, know where he will probably come from. And I do believe that he will be, uh, um, a Jew from, well, an Israelite, um, uh, from the, the, the tribe. Well, wait a minute. What, what tribe from the line of David? I said the tribe of David. Um, what, what the tribe of Judah, um, the line of Judah, the tribe of Judah from the line of David. Um, now I know that that, we have the lion of the tribe of Judah as our savior, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, the the one true uh, Mosiak um, or most, uh, however you say Messiah in Hebrew, I, I, you know, I'm taking Hebrew right now and, I, and I'm trying to use it. Um, but anyways, the. The Antichrist, I believe, in the same way that Satan wants to co uh, copy and counterfeit everything that God has done, I believe he will do the exact same thing with the Antichrist. I believe he will be from the line of David. And, of course, the the Jewish people will embrace him with open arms as their Messiah. Um, and... Because of that, I think a lot of, and because of the false prophet, um, a lot of the other people in this world will too, um, and and that's why they'll accept his mark, and you know uh, that's why all these apostate churches that we have right now that are just blasphemous, um, who are lining up and taking you know, sides with the Pope and, you know, going and visiting with the Pope and, um, cause you know, the Pope now he's uh, all about unity and, uh, unity with the Muslims, unity with the Jews, unity with the Christians. And, you know, he, he doesn't get much love from us evangelicals, but the word of faith and the NAR and, uh, the, International House of Prayer, uh, that camp, you know, they, they, they love the Pope. They love the Catholics, um, you know, and that's why, you know, those are the ones who are going to be purified out of the church in the tribulation. We, we love. We love them too. We just vehemently disagree with them. Oh, I love them. You're right. Uh, but I do not for a moment call them my brother in Christ because I don't believe there's no. any way you can take someone like John Crowder who uh, walks around uh, saying he's drunk on the blood of Jesus and, you know, high on the, the Holy Ghost and he's been snorting the dust 
out of the tomb of Christ and uh, just completely blasphemes the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, Pastor Mike, what is the one unforgivable sin in the Bible? Well, blaspheming the Holy Spirit, but now that means something in particular, though. It, it means not getting saved. So that's because what... the message of the, the message of the Holy Spirit is the message of salvation. He draws people to Christ. You're right. And, and so, it, the only unforgivable sin would be to uh, to refuse the leading of the Holy Spirit and and refuse Christ. You're right, but they are definitely blaspheming, and they are you know claiming that it's coming from the Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely understand it, what you mean. A, I'm not saying false, they can't be saved. It's a false gospel. It's a it's a false gospel, and and so in that sense, it is a blasphemy of the Holy Spirit because. It's preaching a message that gets people to think they're saved when they really aren't. Exactly. But, you know, I'm not saying that they can't be saved, that, that John Crowder or any of these guys can't be saved, just that they aren't. No. They can be, absolutely. Uh, I need to say something to you right here. I haven't paid much attention to it, but I realize that my, my I got some equipment here that's dying. Oh, that's fine. And, and that's in, fine. Uh, and I'm in we, my car. We've been going for about 40 minutes, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I've still got some scriptures to read and everything else. I thank you a lot for coming on and uh, and sharing. I, I enjoy sharing these signs with you, always. Well, I always enjoy having you on, and um, I, uh, maybe we can talk tomorrow. I wanted to, to talk to you after after. Uh, I got off the air after we got off the air, but uh, it, it is late. Um, so uh, maybe we can talk tomorrow about the um, the the videos that I was talking about and uh, the Antichrist. Um, but it was it was good to have you on, and uh, I, I will definitely talk to you later. And uh, I, I hope you can come on again when I do the show on the Antichrist. Absolutely, sure. I'd love to. Lord Lord willing, that's what we'll do. Okay. Thanks a lot for, for coming on, Pastor Mike. All right. God bless you, and God bless everyone who's listening to this. God bless you. Good night. Good night. Well, that was, that was Pastor Michael Lupo, um, and he is... He is a tremendous man of God. He really is. He's come a long way, and I've seen him come a long way. You know, I've known this man 19 years. Um, there's a that that's a long time. I've what you know. He's he's been a pastor for 20 years. I've known him 18 to 19 years, but I, I think I've known him 19 years. Um, but he's been a pastor for 20 years. So, um, you know. He, he, I've known him for most of the time that he's been a minister. You know, I, I I haven't even been a Christian for 20 years, much less a pastor. So I have a lot to learn from him. And, you know, I have plenty to learn, but the Lord God has blessed me with a lot of discernment. And I thank him so much for that um, because... In that aspect, and I am not tooting my horn, the, like I just said, God blessed me with this discernment. But because of that, um, you know, I have the spiritual maturity of someone who's been saved 40 years. Because there are a lot of people who have been saved that long who are still drinking milk. Um you know, they don't get into the meat of it. Uh, and I just happen to love studying the Word of God. And so I do it uh, all the time. I mean, I really do. I don't have to be preparing a sermon or 
um, you know, just having my regular Bible study or, uh, you know, studying for one of the broadcasts of the show, um, I, I just love to study and to research and that's why I did so good in school. Um, you know, I graduated seminary with a 4.0, you know, I didn't graduate high school, but with anything but like a, a 2.8 or something like that. Um, but seminary, I graduated with a 4.0. Uh, that's because I love the word of God and Folks, you'd have to understand where I came from to where I'm at to know why I love my Savior, Yeshua, so much. Um, you know, he died for the sins of the world, which means he died for me. But, you know, he, he saves everybody from a life of sin, but we each have our own stories. We each have our own, our different lives that uh he delivered us from and i can promise you friends i have a lot to be thankful for i was delivered from a lot um i was a i went from living a full blown life of sin as a a very successful drug dealer to because of some circumstances that happened in my life to becoming a full-blown IV drug addict using needles. Uh, you know, you know, anybody can, can research me on Facebook and find my, my testimony, um, of all that God delivered me from. And, you know, I, I shouldn't be here right now, friends. You know, uh, I shouldn't be here. I really shouldn't. But when I surrendered my life to the Lord and accepted Jesus Christ, I made him a promise. And that was I would do any and everything he wanted me to to make up for all the wrong I had done and all the people I hurt. And let me tell you, I destroyed lives as a drug dealer. When I was a drug user, you know, I, I was not hurting anyone but myself. But when I was pushing that poison, friends, I destroyed families. I'm sure people died from my drugs. And I know people, I, I, I have two very close friends who are no longer here because uh, one died from COPD and I sold her more crack cocaine than anybody did. And I've known her my whole life. She was supposed to be a friend of mine. But all I cared about was money. And, you know, I knew she had COPD, but I sold her the crack to smoke anyway because I didn't care about that. All I cared about was the money. And... You know, her her boyfriend was my uncle and, and uh, also uh, a very close friend, even though he was uh, my uncle. And I sold him more crack than I sold her because he's the one who had the money. And, you know, I, I think I made like uh, 40 grand one year off of the two of them. Um and I'm not bragging at all. I am ashamed of what I did. I am ashamed of every bit of it. And because of that, I made promises to the Lord and I have stood by them. And he called me into ministry. And that's a door he opened. I answered the call. And every door he's opened, I've walked through. And I hope and pray that I will never fail him. Now, I'm human. Of course, I sin. I fail him in that respect all the time. But I hope that I never knowingly do something that he doesn't want me to do or not do something that he tells me to do. That's like this episode tonight, friends. I didn't just 
say, I didn't just wake up one morning and say, I'm going to do an episode on the rapture. No. Um, everything I said tonight was true. I do this episode out of love because I love my brothers and sisters in the Southern Baptist Church. I love my brothers and sisters in my community. I love all of my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I do not want any one of them to get caught off guard um, when they see the man of sin revealed or anything else that lets us know that we are in the tribulation. I don't want them to think, uh, well, was I just not a Christian? Uh, well, you know, because who's to say that um, that the Antichrist and Satan as conniving and evil as they are, who's to say that they won't make a million other people disappear? You know what I mean? Who's to say that uh, they won't, you know, make a, a one of these fake news events uh, or one of these false flag events and call it the rapture? And so you have uh, even more than we're gone are here, and they believe uh, – we're talking to evangelicals who serve God daily, and they believe that they were not saved, that they believe that they were on the wrong side of things or that they were wrong about uh, the Bible and Christ all along. And then here comes the Antichrist doing these signs and wonders and miracles and they go to him. Um, and friends, it's just like Pastor Mike Lupo said, that is the only way to lose your salvation is to, of your own free will, turn your back completely on God for the enemy. In that way, we can lose our salvation. Other than that, we cannot. Christ died for all of our sins, and once we ask him into our hearts and lives, there is no sin that we can commit that will lose our salvation for us, except for the sin of free will, freely turning our backs on him, and if if we were in the the tribulation and you took the mark of the beast, I don't care if you were the pastor of a two two thousand member church or a ten thousand member mega church. If you take the mark of the beast, friends, that's it. Um, you know what the Word of God says. I don't care what John MacArthur says. If you take the mark of the beast, you cannot come back from that. And that's what the Word of God says. Now, I'm sorry I just called Mr. or excuse me, Dr. MacArthur out by name, but uh I'm very, very surprised at him because I love John MacArthur and I have followed John MacArthur's uh, discernment ministry. I've got John MacArthur's book, uh, Strange Fire, on my nightstand. But right now, John MacArthur is wrong, friends. Uh, right now, for the 2019 schedule of the conference that he just signed up for just announced today today that he's going to be on he's sharing a stage with true apostate preachers and people that he has preached against people that him and Justin Peters and Todd Farrell and others have sat on that stage and made fun of and called, you know, apostates, you know, called uh, all kind of things. Um, 
now no one as bad as John Crowder. Um, I'm sorry, folks, but <laughs> John Crowder is the worst of the worst in my book. Um, and he has uh, committed the unforgivable sin, even if the unfor- even if blaspheming the Holy Spirit is only rejecting Christ. He he has most definitely rejected Christ because the Christ that he serves isn't Yeshua, it's Antichrist. That's the Christ that's inside of him, the Antichrist spirit, not the Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm sorry, I know that I, I get real fired up about this subject, but when someone makes fun of my Lord and Savior, I get angry i mean i do i get angry and you know i had my uncle who was listening to the last episode uh he told me he called me and he said uh he said son he said i I haven't gotten very far in the episode he said but i just want to give you a piece of corrupt constructive criticism piece of advice he said you sound like you're judging people I said, Uncle Timmy, listen to the whole episode, and you'll you'll realize I'm not, and I'm not judging. I'm calling out people who say they're men of God, people who are ministers. I'm calling out so you listening will know, but, and I'm calling a spade a spade, but I'm not judging these men. Only God. Yehovah Elohim is the only one who will be able to judge them. But I just really do pray for them. And I hope that before it's too late, uh, before they take that mark, because I I know that we are the tribulation saints. Um, You know, it, it... I believe wholeheartedly that it will not be long before the man of sin is revealed. And when that happens, then everybody who has said, you know, Jeremy, you're you're misreading these scriptures. Um, and you uh you've gotta you've gotta come back to to believing in the rapture um because we're going to be gone and you're going to be left here they're they're going to um unfortunately they're going to find out that i was right and a, a lot of other people are too uh there are a lot of people on the right track um you know i i i thank god for for justin fall at the fourth watch and bdk at the fourth watch and Phil Baker, uh, or, or excuse me, uh, BDK is not at the fourth watch, or on the fourth watch. He's on fourth watch network, but he's on the Omega frequency. And man, the Omega frequency is where it's at. Um, folks, that's all the time I have tonight. And. I wanted to I, I, I'm coming up on an hour and that, that's all the time that I have period uh, I've got like a, a two and a half minutes left um, but I I do want to read something really fast before I um before I pray and end this show if I can get to it um, this is we're gonna have a part two to this. There just wasn't enough time. Uh, Pastor Mike didn't have enough time, and you know he he may not uh, be able to come on for part two. But we're definitely gonna have a part two because it's gonna take me at least two minutes just to pray. So I'm not gonna be able to read the scripture. So look for part two of Rapture Ruckus to come out uh, this week. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you now, Lord. I thank you so much for all your many blessings. Father, I I just thank you for allowing me to do this program. Thank you for allowing me to get on the air 
and be able to talk about things that matter. Talk about things that are in your word and be that I'm able to talk about issues that are sometimes they're issues that are controversial. But Father, the truth will set everyone free. And the truth is in your word. And I pray that you give each and every person listening discernment to know the truth when they read your word. And if there was anyone listening tonight, Father, who does not know Jesus Christ Yeshua as their personal Lord and Savior, Father, I pray that tonight be the night that they accept Him. And tonight be the night that they start living a life for Christ. And Father, I pray that you continue to bless this show, this program, and continue to bless this ministry. And Lord, bless the listeners, and I thank you for them. And I ask this and all things in the most wonderful powerful and holy name of Jesus Christ Yeshua. Amen.